Welcome to Fast Company for April 2010. In this issue, you'll learn how radio and TV personality Adam Carolla became a podcast superstar. You'll learn how dozens of oil companies have undercut U.S. policy and fanned sectarian tensions in Iraq in their haste to tap Kurdish reserves. And you'll learn how Ford Sync technology will turn it into America's most surprising consumer electronics company. First, though, it's the cover story. In A is for App, Anya Kamenetz writes about how technology could unleash childhood creativity and transform the role of the teacher. Gemma and Ileana Singer are big iPhone fans. They love to explore the latest games, flip through photos, and watch YouTube videos while waiting at a restaurant, having their hair done, or between ballet and French lessons. But the Manhattan twins don't yet have their own phones, which is good, since they probably wouldn't be able to manage the monthly data plan. In November, they turned three. When the Singer sisters were just six months old, they already preferred cell phones to almost any other toy, recalls their mom, Fiona Abood Singer. They loved to push the buttons and see it light up. The girls knew most of the alphabet by 18 months and are now starting to read, partly thanks to an iPhone app called First Words, which lets them move tiles along the screen to spell C-O-W and D-O-G. They sing along with the old McDonald app, too, where they can move a bug-eyed cartoon sheep or rooster inside a corral, and they borrow Mom's tablet computer and photo editing software for a 21st century version of finger painting. They just don't have that barrier that technology is hard or that they can't figure it out, Singer says. Gemma and Ileana belong to a generation that has never known a world without ubiquitous, handheld, and networked technology. American children now spend seven and a half hours a day absorbing and creating media, as much time as they spend in school. Even more remarkably, they multitask across screens to cram 11 hours of content into those seven and a half hours. More and more of these activities are happening on smartphones equipped with audio, video, SMS, and hundreds of thousands of apps. The new connectedness isn't just for the rich. Mobile adoption is happening faster worldwide than that of color TV a half century ago. Mobile phone subscribers are expected to hit 5 billion during 2010. More than 2 billion of those live in developing countries, with the fastest growth in Africa. Mobile broadband is forecast to top access from desktop computers within five years. As with television, many people are wondering about the new technology's effect on children. The TV set was pretty much a damned medium back in the 60s, says Gary Nell, CEO of Sesame Workshop. But where others railed against the vast wasteland, Sesame Street founders Joan Gans Cooney and Lloyd Morissette saw a new kind of teacher. They said, why don't we use it to teach kids letters and numbers and get them ready for school? Sesame Street, from its 1969 debut, changed the prevailing mindset about a new technology's potential. With its diverse cast and stoop-side urban setting, the show was aimed especially at giving poor kids a head start on education. Today, handheld and networked devices are at the same turning point, with an important difference. They are tools for expression and connection, not just passive absorption. You put a kid in front of a TV, they veg out, says Andrew Shallot, creator of the First Words app and father of a toddler son. With an iPhone app, the opposite is true. They're figuring out puzzles, moving things around using fine motor skills. What we try to do with...